Hello and welcome to Dare to Know, interviews with quality and reliability thought leaders. I'm Tim Rogers, and today we have a special interview recorded by Fred Schenkelberg in January 2016 at the Rams Conference in Orlando, Florida. Fred's guest for today's interview was Jerry Cohen, Senior Reliability Engineering Consultant at Ops a la carte. Jerry has over 40 years of experience managing quality assurance, reliability engineering, supplier management, customer field support, and application engineering for small and large high-tech organizations. He's worked as a corporate director, senior manager, and principal engineer. Jerry's expertise includes SPC, applied statistics, reliability engineering, design for Six Sigma, design for manufacturability, design for reliability, design and process FMEA, and training and coaching of green belts, black belts, and Kaizen teams. Fred talked with Jerry about consulting and reliability engineering in general. Let's join Fred's interview with Jerry Cohen. Welcome to Dare to Know. This is Fred Schenkelberg, and today I have the great pleasure of sitting down with Jerry Cohen. And I know that you're in consulting now. We've run our paths across that a couple of times, but you've you've been in the industry for a few years. For a long time. For a long time. I'll let you phrase that. So uh, after a stint in the U.S. Air Force, Mm -hmm. where I worked on high reconnaissance aircraft, uh, I started actually started in semiconductor. Uh, for the first part of my career, oh, wow. making hybrid semiconductors for the space program. Okay. So we made hybrids, ceramic uh, hybrids, high reliability ceramic hybrids mm-hmm. that went into the Gemini, uh, the early, really early. <laughs> Wait a second, you're really going back in time. The Gemini was in the 60s, wasn't it? <laughs> so uh, we, uh, we did quite a bit of work with, uh, with the Air Force, uh, with the Defense Department, and uh, I actually learned a lot about process and, and, uh, and how to put uh, from green ceramic all the way down to uh, plating uh, a semiconductor so it can be, uh, it can be utilized in, the, uh, in that, uh, that fashion. Mm-hmm. But uh, from that point, I, uh, my career took off and I eventually went into uh, uh, mini computers uh, and then uh, in, in peripherals like disk drive and tape drives. Were you and always in reliability through this, or was it more on process I, I development? Was, I, was, I was in quality assurance and reliability. Okay. Uh, but uh, well, how, my, would you, my, how would you separate the difference between those two? Because I've seen people confuse those, or maybe they are really interrelated. Well, a lot of my early career was spent with suppliers and supplier qualification, okay. and trying to get suppliers to work with us and trying to get, especially with printer circuit board, with uh, multi-layer board manufacturing, mm-hmm. Uh, all the all these uh, semiconductor application that had to have a suitable supplier to 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 provide us a, a platform so we could we could manufacture those boards right. with uh, with high rail uh, components and also high rail printer uh, circuit boards. So a lot of a lot of my early career was was spent on the road qualifying suppliers uh, that had. 15, 16, 17, 18 layer boards that mm-hmm. we could utilize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's that's a, that's where I started. But uh, later on, I became a director and a, and a corporate director of, of quality and reliability. Okay, so you had both umbrellas. I, had both, I was I was both the engineer and I was both the, the manager and, and the and the uh, and the 
the head of the quality and reliability department as much as also Lean and Six Sigma uh, application. Right, so right. I became I became a Six Sigma black belt uh, and uh, had a lot of Lean team under my jurisdiction. Right. That uh, that also allowed me to put some of those tools in, into into effect. Well, that's I mean. So how long did it take from when you came out of the Air Force and started? that work to becoming the director of quality and reliability? Only 40 years. <laughs> 24? 40. 40 years, okay. <laughs> so you, but you've seen some trends come and go. You mentioned like Lean Six Sigma. Is that a trend or is that gonna stay? No, I think, I think Lean Six Sigma uh, or Lean Enterprise, which some, some people call, is as a place, as a place into, into our industry and our sciences. And I believe that you know uh, the the way that teams function, if it's done properly, uh, can can bring a lot of value to any any organization. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For example, uh, every Friday night, we had a walk around in the factory in Mexico, okay. in, in Tijuana, right. where we we actually went from station to station, and uh, and there would be an individual there waiting for us to present how the week went as far as rejects, as far as P chart or U chart or, or a X bar and R chart, and uh, it would it would actually present the result of his of his week weekly run, right. and that was very 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 uh, positive from several points. Is that allowed an individual on the line to present his result, and it give it gave us a chance to see how things were going on on the on the floor, mm -hmm. which is I think is very very powerful. Well, you see so much of the automated assembly processes now, and yeah. where the, it's, yeah. there's not an operator for each machine. They're spread out over, they might be managing the entire line, and then we just automate, yeah, automate the data collection. Yeah. Is, is, are we missing something? Well, the human value is missing, right? Where, where the, the, the individual that is responsible for the line sometimes is invisible, yeah. right? It could be a robot. It could right. be someone, some, another state. But what I mean, so what do we lose by that? We're still collecting data. I think we're losing the human factor where someone can actually add value with with the way he or she works, the way he or she approaches a certain process. Well, there's, and you know this, is that when you have an out of control situation, it's as much by being aware of any anomalies or any factors that could have created that, right. either good or bad. Right. And, and the robot will collect the data, but a human needs to notice what's different. And, and we're good at that. Right. Whereas a data collection device right. collects the data. As long as the data is actionable. That's one of the problems that we have, is a lot of the data is not actionable. It's just data to have data. Yeah. You've seen buildings full of data, I'm sure. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. Well, you've been into a, a number of suppliers and stuff. How do you know that they're creating a reliable product for you or a reliable component, say? Uh, for, for suppliers, we uh, eventually in one particular company, we, we put together a very powerful uh, su supplier certification process mm -hmm. that involved not just, uh, not just qualification, but a whole set of deliverables along the line. That, uh, that allowed us and the supplier to team up and to measure certain criterias. So the, so the supplier and us were, were in fact working together mm -hmm. toward the end of, of the line, which is the qualification and the ship to stock or the ship to line process. Right. So, so 
the ultimate thing is you, you don't want to inspect anything anymore because there's just no time and there's no money. And, and, and there's, well, it also it's, creates it's a waste, damage, it's too. A waste, it's a waste of time. And you created more problems. Sometimes. Right, oftentimes. So we want, this is, of course, this is a, some years ago, but still, this is still very valid, is you want, you want you and the supplier to work as a team. You want to know him, you, you want him to know you. And we teamed up with the suppliers in many cases where, where the suppliers and us, you know, uh, we invited suppliers to come in and to be with us and to see how his spots were integrated into, mm -hmm. into the process. Mm -hmm. And that, that was very powerful as well because it allowed, it allowed us to team up and to understand each other's variable. Right, right, right. Same with the customer. Uh, we, we, uh, we, some of our customers were IBM, Motorola, uh, Texas Instrument, you know, the biggies. Uh, and what we did uh, for our uh, application engineering department, we actually got equipment from them. And we installed equipment in our lab and we tested the, uh, our, our devices on their equipment right. to, to actually experience what they would experience. Right, right, right. And we learned a lot, including the flaws on their equipment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you probably have to be a little careful about how much you report. <laughs> what you, what's what back. you find out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But it's also, it's one of the disconnects oftentimes in the design or the manufacturing process is, well, how's the customer going to use this? Right. You know, what are their requirements? And, just having that discussion sometimes is really helpful, but right. you know, right. actually seeing their plant or their machine goes a long way. Absolutely, absolutely. Now that's expensive. How did you justify doing stuff like that? We negotiated with the customer. Right, okay. Yeah. So it really is a partnership. We had, we had an enormous lab with, with uh, I bet you 20, 25 pieces of equipment that came directly from the customer, and it, they were glad we did because I said, then, then you can tell us exactly how our, our devices, in this, in this case it was a tape backup device, right. how it behaves in our system before we even get it. That's right. And then, so you can, it's like a beta program, but it's in your facility. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, that's not the only way to, to you know, do qualification. So, I mean, there's all kinds of different techniques. So you have a, do you have a favorite way to approach? Well, we, 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 uh, we had a, I believe we had a very, very thorough qualification process. We broke it into three parts. We had an engineering verification test process, which was led by the engineering group by okay. themselves. Engineering being the design the development design teams? Group. Okay. Yeah. This was followed by a DVT, design verification test, mm -hmm. which involved engineering, quality, reliability. Now you have a team of people working right. together. And it's, it's the next level of qualification. Okay. Or you do, you do margin testing, for example, uh, you might want to do halt at that particular stage, or you may want to do you may want to do uh, shock and vibe, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and all those things that DVT usually does. And then we have a third level of qualification where the product was more mature, called PMT, which is product maturity testing, okay. which is uh, included also the tooling, and also all the all the different uh, elements of, of of human factor, ergonomics. Uh, operator, uh, operator knowledge and certification, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Especially if you have uh, a, a factory overseas, where you're creating tooling in the U.S. and it has to go overseas, all of a sudden there's a big delta there. So the qualification of tooling in the U.S. and in overseas is a very important step. Yeah, and that's where we used to call it, a, as, as we ramped up and we worked really hard to get it on the actual production yeah. equipment. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, with these all pass-fail criteria, I mean, HALT test obviously is not, but uh, 
did, would you test a certain sample size and call it good, or do you use other techniques? We, uh, we, we tested in different ways. Uh, one of the big strengths of this particular enterprise was, was the, uh, the inclusion of ORT, ongoing reliability testing. Okay. ORT was a very powerful tool for us. We use a PRIS chart. Uh, we had sample taken uh, twice a week. Mm -hmm. we, ran, we ran those samples for, for many weeks. Uh, and uh, we learned a lot about reliability from, from those sample uh, in the ORT process. Any particular circumstance that you, you were paid for the ORT? Well, the, the circumstances were, is that we, we were able to, to find many different errors that would, that would have been uh, include, included in the, in the product later on that we found in ORT that people wouldn't believe. So there was, it was, a, it was a, like I say, a very powerful test for us, as well as reliability demonstration testing, okay. which, which we did about, about three or four times a year. Okay, and so it'd be pulling units off your current production, essentially, right. and, exactly. and go off and sh show that you're still there. Because, yeah. as you know, the, the materials change, the processes update, vendors change components. And, and a major ECO, for example, is introduced, engineering change order. Well, if you change something drastic in the product, how are you going to know what it's going to do? That's right. You've got to put this. You've got to put a, either a demonstration test together, or growth test together, or test it into the ORT to see how it behaves, mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. and uh, appreciate the delta between one and the other. So, what have you seen as, as trends in our industry is concerning the, the, whether it's testing or qualification work, or, or what have you seen over your career as? Well, the in, trend. The trend now is speed. Is trying to get, trying to get, to now knowing how the product is robust faster than than before. Right. So HASA, you know, which is which is an audit process, right. is now is now being used a lot versus HAS. You know, uh, rapid rapid design uh, application. It's being it's robotics uh, design tools. Robust design, mm -hmm, uh, some mm -hmm. of the things being used now. Right. Uh, so, so you know what we used to do in four or six months, now it's four or six weeks, right? Right. Right. And, and the tools are getting better. And the I tools are getting better. And stuff. Now, has the the attitude towards reliability changed in your experience? I think it's I think it's more appreciated now. I think I think it's something that has come out of the uh, of the of the you know. Uh, the, the, the the early people in reliability is people you never talked to. They were in the lab somewhere and you didn't want to talk to them. That's right. They did the failure analysis. They did the failure analysis. And that's about you know, it. Don't bother me. <laughs> the, the, the the reliability folks now, I think, up front, I think they're being recognized as be, having high value, and I think they are a key in in producing uh, knowledge that uh, that makes things better. Right. And safer. And safer. Yeah, and I've heard that from a number of folks on, on this Dare to Know show, is that a, a lot of what we do is focused on making things better. And if you're not, you need to rethink you need what you're rethink. working on. Yeah. So what would you advise, say, somebody getting new in, into the field of reliability? How, how do they start a career or build a career? And it sounded like you came in through quality assurance and it, and it grew. Responsibilities. 19, 1970, I've been in this business. <laughs> a few years. <laughs> but, you know, given today, there's so many tools, there's so many ways to learn the program. Um, my, my, my advice would be uh, get, for anyone that wants to get into this business, is get real comfortable with applied statistics. 
and know your statistics inside and out. Mm -hmm. and so that's more than just a normal curve in right. SBC. It's just it's more normal curve. It's, it's, you were talking about uh, normal curve theory, but also you were talking about t-test, f-test, chi-square test, design of experiments, both Takuchi and classical, mm -hmm. uh, talking, uh, talking about knowing how to manipulate data and to understand what data is telling you. Right, right. You know, being comfortable with data. Uh, and I, I would start there, and I, I would certainly uh, would appreciate someone that, that has, uh, has a curiosity for life sciences, knowing about how things fail, why they fail, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. spending time in the lab. I think people that spend time in the lab have, have a different appreciation than people that don't. That's right. Because you, you get to touch and feel what it feels like. And, and, and see what actually happens right. in, in an examined Experience it. Experience it. Right. And, yeah, it's... Unfortunately, you know, you don't want your vehicle or your car to get to work to be your experience. <laughs> unless, exactly. you're, unless you're in the auto industry, exactly. I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but now you're in, in consulting. How long have you been consulting? About five years. I thought that was longer than that. Well, uh, I was still working. Oh, okay. I was so still working part time, the first... and then I, I, I met... Uh, Michael, uh, many years ago, uh, actually came to visit us, and you may have been part of that visit. As Might have been. Fact, at the Capstone Turbine and back oh, yeah, in yeah. 2004, three yeah. or four. Yeah, I did some work with you guys. And so, uh, so it was way back when. We became friends, and when, when the time came and uh, I was available, uh, I, we, we, uh, we started working together probably around... 2006 or seven. Okay. So it could be uh, could be as much as 10 years. It is almost oh. 10 years. I oh. thought it, we've oh, known oh, each other a oh, while. Too, oh, <laughs> it goes too quick, doesn't it? Flies. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, so it's, it's, it's been good. Uh, you know, I work about 20 hours a week. Uh, I do some, I do some uh, webinars, you know, mm -hmm. from time to time. Uh, I'm about to present a paper uh, late in the week. Oh, what's that on? It's about uh, the, uh, the application of, of two stressors. Uh, and uh, in uh, in reliability qualification. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll have to check that out, and, and we'll link to it in the uh, in the show notes. And Absolutely. So, is there, do you have a website or other ways people can get in touch with you, or what's the best way to get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch with me is through uh, my uh, my email. Okay. Which is uh, jerryc at opsalacar.com. Okay. We'll put, add that to the show notes and, and link to it, and be more and, than happy. Yeah, and I, I have known. A, through the years that you're more than willing to answer questions and provide feedback and all that good stuff. You got a wealth of experience that's hard to replace unless you have 50 years to <laughs> go, go do it. <laughs> so you got any plans? I mean, you're presenting later this week at the conference here at Rams. You got any books in the works or other projects in the works you want to plug a little bit? Uh, we're, working, we're working on a book on green reliability and, and I'm working on that. Okay. Uh, trying to help uh, a group of people here put that together. So oh, that, that's kind of fun, trying to do some research. I did spend some time with Fisker, which is one of the early uh, electric cars mm -hmm. that uh, didn't do so well. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated, by, fascinated by Tesla and also by Toyota. Their effort, I think, is, uh, is paid off. Tesla is successful, or we hope they're successful, right. uh, even though not cheap. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, th I think I think that's the next. I think then the next set of of uh, challenges is going to be batteries. Well, Samsung knows about that. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> it, it's amazing though how much power density we can get in these small form factors, and 
it, more and more applications all the time, and vehicles are kind of on the high end of that. But you're exactly right. Is there's still, I think it's one of the things that makes reliability engineering so fascinating is that we we we're, the scientists and engineers are creating new materials, new processes, new applications all the time. Correct. And we get to ask the same questions: well, right. Is this robust enough? Will it last long enough? And, and uh, learn stuff every year. And and I'm so kind of uh, intrigued by the application of rare earth uh, elements okay. into, into magnets and so on and so right. forth, and uh, how some of those rare earth elements might be influencing uh, some of the battery manufacturing process. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might have, uh, so if you want to work on batteries, let me give Jerry a call, <laughs> <laughs> especially the reliability of them. <laughs> Sounds like a, a very needed specialty at the moment. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, thanks so much, Jerry, for stopping by. And, and, My uh, pleasure, always great to see you. Yeah, thanks, appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Yeah.